that's our new opening. There should be like a cool like '90s Nickelodeon guitar underneath that. And there's definitely like the cameras doing like zoom back and forth. Yeah, like, like weird pay, angles. Zoom, zoom in out, and that's like the camera that's gone crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then I never, slime. I never know what to fucking like describe these episodes as. They're, this is the show where we answer your emails. Yeah, th- it's all the same. Every episode is the same. We answer your emails. There's like 16 of them. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wrote on the description of episode 16. I was like, you know what this show is by yeah. now. Yeah, you got it. You, you got You got it. It's not very complicated. Uh, we answer your emails to the best of our abilities. Yes, and what our lawyers tell us, since it's the Trials Collection. <laughs> yeah, this is connected to the Trials Collection, uh, very loosely. Hold on, loosely. Our first email... Don't get us fucking copyright banned. Our first email is from Spibsy. Hey, I know him. Everybody knows Spibsy. He says, what's up, my Trek boys? What's up, dude? I've been having a little problem, and I was hoping you'd be able to help. They make a tiny blue pill, and you stick it inside your wiener hole, and then you have a boner. As far as I know, that's how it works. Next email, good night. Let's rewind the tape a little bit. You I'm not putting a rewind sound effect in there. You stick that in your wiener? <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it, right? You stick it in your wiener hole. And your wiener absorbs it like a sponge. Yeah, they make they make. Well, your wiener is very spongy, right? And then it absorbs it and it hardens it. Speak for yourself, Jeff. <laughs> is, your, is your wiener, like, hard all the time? Hard? My wiener's hard all the time in that, like, it's seen a lot in life. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard like like from the streets, yeah. Uh he continues. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Beverly Crusher got turned into a cake? No, it was uh It was it Deanna was, Troy. Yeah, it was Deanna Troy. A cellular peptide cake. Why does that make me so hard? I can't get the sight of that. On my that's head. really that's really weird. That that that's really weird. And I, I didn't read this. I can't even get that erect when I'm making love to my wife. Well, what did I just fucking say to you? Uh, am I attracted to Troy or cakes or a combination of the two? I'm worried that it's preoccupying my mind so much that I can't focus on my job down at the license plate factory. <laughs> There's a lot going on right now. There's a lot, There's a lot of layers lot of to this email. Yeah. There's a lot of layers to this cake. Ugh. <laughs> the cellular peptide cake. I, are you really attracted to her? Like, is he, he really? He does not. Uh, he does he not continue. Say. He says instead, "Here's my pitch it or ditch it." <laughs> Picard, I get it. Picard tries to learn more about '90s culture and gets a holographic Tony Hawk to teach him how to do a kickflip. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, thank you for your service. Operations Officer Lieutenant Junior Grade Spivzy of the USS Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd. <laughs> they gave him a ship? Wow. Uh, full disclosure, you can thank Boston Sean Dupree for that cake thing. Wow. Fucking Sean. That cake, that cake always... I always thought it looked good. Like, when they when they cut into her, I was like, man, I really want some cake. Because cake's fucking delicious. I want some cellular cake. peptide cake. Yeah, give me that fucking cellular peptide cake. It's, uh, if you do get erect when looking at that, hey, I'm not judging. You're like, uh, <laughs> you're like the reverse Billy Bob Thornton. He can't look at antique furniture. He's like a phobia of it. What? <laughs> yeah, he has like a phobia of antique furniture. It's crazy. Why is he so fucking weird? I don't know. He probably did a lot of drugs. Probably. Our next probably email... Maybe. Oh, from, we didn't say pitch it or ditch it. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, ditch it. Ditch I don't it. need any more 90s in my Star Trek. Yeah, Tony Hawk. I just... We're good on Tony Hawk. I don't know. Hawk. Tony Hawk could use the work, right? Like, no one recognizes him anymore. Have you seen that? Well, it's not 2003 anymore, so. Yeah, like, his entire Twitter feed, apparently, is just made up of people not recognizing him. Oh, right, because, like, he... Yeah, I did see... I did see a bunch of those. Like, people... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's old now. That's what yeah. happens, man. I'm gonna, um, ditch it. Sorry, Tony. 
<laughs> Sorry, Tony. Uh, our next email is from Taylor Dirks. Hi. Or Dirks. Okay. D-I-E. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's D-I-E-R-K-S. Dirks. Dirks. I'd say Dirks. I'm going to say Dirks. Dirks. Hey, uh, Turek boys. Uh- <laughs> you don't even say it. You don't say it anymore. You don't say it like you mean it. I I can't you can't waste it. You don't look s- in my eyes anymore. <laughs> Why don't we look at each other during? You don't look at look at me in the eyes when you yell Trek boys anymore. <laughs> uh, congratulations on the launch of the Patreon. I wish I Thank was you. solvent enough to pledge more. Well, uh, make more money. You being here, <laughs> make more money and then give it to us. <laughs> A big fan of the podcast, even as someone with little to no actual Star Trek experience, having absorbed most of my Star Trek knowledge via cultural osmosis. I hope that this, uh, listening to this, I would say watching, but listening to this makes you want to watch uh, Star Trek. Yeah, and hopefully like some of the episodes that you've watched, if you have watched along with the ep- uh, our episodes, have like yeah. given you a deeper appreciation for Star Trek. We watch a fair amount of really good ones as compared to the bad ones we watch. Yeah, so. we probably shouldn't have done that so early. Thanks, voters. And that's why democracy doesn't work. Yeah, that's why we're in the shit situation we're in in this country. Uh, 2009 is the only Star Trek media I've watched beginning to end, which I oh. fortunately had the good sense at the time to attribute more to J.J. than the franchise itself. Yeah. He was out to get all the franchises at this point. Uh, it is on my bucket list, so I plan to get around to it. Uh, I'm guessing more Star Trek. Yeah, watch them. Uh, don't, any- you don't need permission. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, we give you permission anyway. Yeah, here's the. F- I'm writing out a blank check that says all the Star Trek, and it's for you, and it's for a blank. You can write your name in it. <laughs> uh, anyway, I've got a Boston Sean Dupree's pitch it or ditch it. As well as a question for Josh that isn't germane to Star Trek. Germane? Like Tito, Michael, Jackson? Uh, the Pitch It or Ditch It is an early DS9 episode wherein the station takes aboard a supposed refugee of a previously unknown species claiming to be fleeing from the ones who recently destroyed their home world. Okay. Originally suspecting the perpetrators to be Cardassians, the crew takes the refugee in and begins preparing for the arrival of the Cardassian fleet. Uh-huh. Soon, the refugee begins telling non-human members of the DS9 crew a different story about their homeworld's destruction, suggesting it was a Federation fleet that destroyed their planet. What? This refugee is actually a Cardassian spy trying to sow dissent among non-human members of the Federation at the edges of Federation space. Oh, this sounds like some Russia shit. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like we're living in this one already. As tensions were already running high with the preparation of the Cardassian fleet's arrival, some of DS9's non-human crew began to start questioning and and talking back to their human crewmates. Just before the infighting comes to blows, a fleet comes out of warp, but instead of the expected Cardassians, it's a ragged bunch of unfamiliar ships carrying more refugees from the spies' destroyed homeworld. As they reveal the truth of the story to the crew, maybe it was the Cardassians, or maybe they had a warp fuck-up. The spy is compromised, but manages to slip into the mass of actual refugees. The episode ends with Sisko and Odo debating whether they need to begin processing all of these refugees as suspected criminals and trying to catch the spy, subjecting them to potentially further stress after their already clearly harrowing experience just to get there. Sisko oh, finally deciding that the Federation's duty to people in need supersedes its duty to bring justice to the spy. Yeah, duh, Sisko! Dude, that's... Uh pretty relevant to situations going yeah, on right now. Yeah, I would only ditch it because I'm, like, living Yeah, it we right live now. this right now, except, <laughs> and except I don't think there's I can no watch. Cisco. There's no Cisco I, yeah. in this situation. I, I couldn't watch it. I would be like, oh, shit. <laughs> but that's a great, that's a great idea. Uh, I would, I'll, I'll say pitch it. I'll, I'll, I'll green light it. You have to, I think you have to change some things, but there's, there's definitely, the, there's a lot there. I think it's important to point out that I'm skipping over your question for Josh uh, purposely. Okay. Um, 
Is I don't about- want to. I don't want to talk about it. Is the actual correct answer that Josh would give you if I read all that? <laughs> uh, hashtag fans of Flyman. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't uh, even need to hear the hashtag to know what that yes. one was about. Uh, came for the Josh, stayed for the Jeff. Don't stop trekking, Taylor Dirks. Hey, thank you. Thank you for the email. I'm sorry I didn't read your question out, but you, it's the answer he he was gonna give you either way. I mean, you can probably figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you could you could figure it out. You could it's ask not, some folks and they'd tell you. Not very difficult, I'm sure. Our, get it. our next email is from Sam. Hi. Hey, Sam. He says, Trek, 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 boys. Is he like a like a Smurf? Trek, 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 Trek to Trek, Trek, boys. trek <laughs> I hope you're finding success in each and every one of your life's endeavors. That's yeah. really fucking nice of you. Yeah, it is really nice. I just, I don't think I am. <laughs> mm, there is that. Um, there is the constant stench of failure on me. Anyway, I'd like to talk to you guys about premises. Premises. Premise? Premises? Premises. Sure. It's exciting, I swear. Uh, I'm excited. uh, I rock hard nipples over here. Uh, One of the best things about Star Trek (laughs) is how it's able to tackle wide-reaching and meaningful philosophical questions within the format of an adventure serial. Uh-huh. I think one of the major factors that was int- integral for that is the flexibility of its premise. The logline to boldly go where no one has gone before gives the writers carte blanche to tell whatever kind of story they want without going full anthology like the Twilight Zone. Right. It also allows them to focus on integrating their own strengths into the work. It gives the talent room to talk. They can build the politics and history up to further inform the storytelling, and it's all great stuff. Star Trek is just a great idea on paper, and a lot of times in practice. Agreed! I agree 100%. <laughs> so which series, taking execution completely out of the picture, cough, cough, Voyager, cough, has your uh-huh. favorite premise? A lot of them follow the whole crew on a mission to discover stuff and do uh, space politics shtick. Right. But adding on top of that the state of the Federation and the makeup of political discourse during that time... Which series do you really gravitate to in terms of raw scenario? Is it TNG period of uncertain peace and increased regulations as the Romulans lurk closer to war with the Federation? I think that's interesting that he picks that as the overall, like, sort of arc in in, in TNG. I think that's interesting. I think that says a lot about a person. Not, not. I'm not judging. I just no, think that I that's understand. an interesting. It's, I think it's interesting. What you walk away from an entire series is like very personal. I think. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean, I think I've answered this. I mean, it's it's TNG for me. Um, some of my favorite like kinds of episodes are like, I re- there aren't a lot of them, um, but one of my favorite are like First Contact. Like missions or like failed first contact and like the whole morality. TNG has a ton of first contact missions. Yeah, the ones with the Mintalkins is that's a great episode. And then the one where they actually make first contact and Rikers in the hospital, like those are great. TNG as a whole is like it has its boldly going where no man has gone before ideal at its core. Uh huh. But it's very much a show about political differences, either yeah. coming to a head or being resolved. Right. Like, the political differences between the Federation and the Klingons have, like, were supposed to have been resolved at the beginning of the series, but resolved yeah. further throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, they kind of become, like, even better friends, which is super strange, really. Like, for Star Trek, like,. I, lo- I love that they do that. And also, oh, yeah. like, later, the Klingons become more complicated. But, uh, yeah. I I also love the political and social commentary. I mean, that's that's why I show up for it, honestly. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm I, into I'd that. probably have to go with TNG as well. Like, yeah. If I had to pick a series that, when talking about the premise, is the absolute most Star Trek you could possibly be... It's TNG. It would have to be TNG. Yeah. 
I think I think Deep Space Nine as much as I love it, and there are times when I might say that I love DS Nine more than TNG. It's just it's just uh, without TNG, there is no DS Nine type of argument. You know, it's true. It might be like a lazy argument to some people, but like I feel like with DS Nine, I feel like that's very specifically true, though. Yeah, because DS Nine takes place in a very specific area. And, and there's one specific sort of thing that they're doing, right? Like, mm-hmm. there are, there's not a lot of, like, political intrigue in the sense of, like, we're discovering new species. The, the political intrigue is like, oh, we're super fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, additionally, are there any other shows with a similarly adaptable premise that you guys appreciate? Here's one I really like. A young main character is tasked with protecting an elderly couple that have taken him in as they are regularly accosted by mischievous and often unexplainable monsters, both literal and figurative. Because his new family lives in isolation, he's forced to tackle these problems and his fears on his own. Oh, wow. It's called Courage the Cowardly Dog, and it was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Courage the Cowardly Dog. It's true, that's what it's about. Yeah, man, uh, I lo- I love that show. Yeah, it's a really good show. Uh, it's way better than Coward Cow and Chicken for sure. Yeah, I was never that big into Cow and Chicken. Yeah, Cow and Chicken was like okay, right? But it wasn't like great. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's this is like a super hard question. Oh to yeah, it's like a really of. open question. As yeah, well. like I'd have to think about it because like I don't I don't want to say like you know, off the cuff. I, I really would need to think about it. Like, I don't know. I think most of my time, honestly, is spent, like, with Star Trek that I don't... Uh, I oftentimes, like, hold it higher than anything else because it's sort of, like, my, like, holy grail of, of TV fun, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can understand that. But, I, I mean, there are definitely, like, other... Sh- like shows that I love that have a great premise. The, um, the one that really is stepping out to me right now, and I'm not going to say it's like my favorite or anything, it's right. just one that comes to mind, is the show Eureka. Did you ever okay. watch that show? I never watched it, but I remember when it was on. Eureka is about like a normal-ass sheriff that yeah. is uh, hired as the sheriff of a town of super geniuses. Okay. And all of their crazy fucking experiments, he's responsible for keeping the people safe yeah. from them. And it's like fish out of water and also right. like crazy sci-fi premises. Yeah. And shit would change constantly. Like one episode there would be like a flesh-eating virus loose in the city. And then the next episode, there would be like a dimensional rift and they'd have to go like through like, another dimension to close it. Oh, speaking of going through other dimensions, Sliders. Sliders is very adaptable. <laughs> I I fucking love that show. Like I haven't seen it in so long. The first two seasons were incredible, and then it fucking sucks. But yeah, I don't know. There's a ton. There's a ton of shit that like I I tend to myself speaking for myself. I tend to gravitate toward more like um. Like story-driven shows oh, that yeah. ha- that are just solidly good the whole way through. You get like a the like a high premise show does not mean it's going to be a good show. Yeah, like the one that comes to mind is one I learned of very recently. Uh, I forget what the fuck it's called, but it's like Prince Charming and uh, like the princess, like Sleeping Beauty or whatever. Like yeah. Uh, get transferred to modern San Francisco. And oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what it's called either, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and that is like a high concept, but it's stupid as fuck and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So they canceled there's, it. There's that show where it's like the the devil, right? Like the, de- the, the devil's back. <laughs> I, don't, right? I don't know. What's another, like, uh, I just watched, I just rewatched the uh, interview with a vampire. It's kind of a high concept. Yeah, that's true. Like, a, a reporter's talking to a real vampire, and, like, he's it's telling like, his story. Speaking of high concept, I watched Flash Gordon, like, the 80s Flash Gordon. Yeah. <gasps> like, that entire movie is, like, somebody was just like, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was a... Oh, man. That was the that that's post-Star Wars, like... Make shit crazy. Yeah, time. and like, it was. It was crazy, yeah. and it has one song, and I love that song. 
Yeah, it's Queen, so it's good. Um, <laughs> he mentions that Courage the Cowardly Dog has a lot of unique sound effects and special effects, like great animation. There's that one episode that's truly horrifying. Oh, with like show. the fetus thing. And it and it like has the create the creepiest soundtrack. It's terrible. Yeah. It's actually terrifying. Um, he mentions that it even has a log line like Star Trek that sums everything up. The things I do for love. <laughs> Fucking dog. Um, Courage. But that's enough for me. Thanks for keeping on, keeping on. And I, like many others, am looking forward to the inevitable Satan series. Yes. Have a trekking nice day, Sam. Finally, we're getting this Satan's thing going. It's it's gonna happen. There's definitely gonna be a Satan series. <laughs> Satan series. <laughs> also, the Rumpelstiltskin episode totally counts. That's a Satan. He's a Satan. He's a, he's a Satan. He definitely is a Satan in that episode. Our uh, next email is from Phantom Thief Goofus. Oh, yeah, okay. Also known as, uh, who titled the email Dungeon Master. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Is he saying he is one, or is it only for the Dungeon Master to open? I don't know. I guess we'd have to send this to Kevin, then. Yeah, he's kind of the Dungeon Master. Or Hadley. I guess we'd have to send it to Hadley. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Oh, Trek Boys. I didn't see you there. Welcome. I, I like how they try to think of like different ways. I, I do love the different <laughs> openings really that people good. use. <laughs> I'm back from my ca- vacation, so sorry I didn't send you an email last episode. That's I got some okay. pitches for you guys. Oh, fucking shit. Pitch it or ditch it for TNG. Q shows up and reveals that he was previously the Norse god Loki. <laughs> There's a pregnant. This sounds pa- like a Satan's episode to me. <laughs> Uh, there's a pregnant pause, and Riker asks, Wait, does that mean you fucked a horse? And then Jordy says, No, that means he got fucked by a horse. Oh, I Th- thought that was Lady Godiva. Then they jump freeze frame, high five over Q, and we zoom into his eyes as Suicide is Painless plays. Uh, <laughs> then flash back, and we wordlessly tell the story of Q and the only being in the universe that he ever felt a genuine connection with. <laughs> And the horse growing old as he does as he th- doesn't they gallop free in Nordic fjords, wind in their manes, <laughs> and not a care in the world. That is the craziest sentence. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that B-plot, sounds like a- Beverly <laughs> Crusher visits her son's grave. It's an episode about loss, guys. All right, he's trying to win me over with that one. <laughs> I'm gonna pitch it just for the B plot. <laughs> pitch it for. Uh, can we just pitch a B plot? I'll just pitch that B plot. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that was a lot. There's a lot going on on that one. Uh, pitch it or ditch it two. This one TOS. Uh-huh. Uh, the Enterprise breaks down on an alien planet, and they need a crystal to fix it. And the only way to get it is to win a local skateboarding c- competition. <laughs> Uhura reveals her past as a really cool teen and wins the crystal with a risky Christ How air. old is she? How old is she in TOS? Like, she's like 20 in that show. Something. I don't know. She's like young as shit. She is. She's hot as shit, too. Yeah, she's un- insanely she's hot. She's like, literally, like, when the camera's on her, like, like, I, like, they don't even put the fucking filter on for her. It just happens. Sometimes I fucking, like, I'm watching it and I'm just like, how did people, like, not just spontaneously jizz their pants when she was on their I television? Don't know. Um, but she wins the crystal with a risky Christ air over the planet's deepest <laughs> gorge. She turns down the chance to go pro because she likes hanging with her buds. The score is cool ska music like in Tony Hawk. B-plot, Spock is going to find out who ate his lunch. He labeled it and everything. It was McCoy. I'm going to pitch that one. Pitch it, yeah, for sure. All right, it says that she began her Starfleet career in 2265. Okay. It doesn't tell me anything, but... I'm trying to think. I'm trying to do the math here. Um, so she's probably 18, cause, or, or no, 22, sorry, because you got to go to school. Uh, so I don't know. She's like pretty young. She's probably like 22 when she's on that ship. She's maybe 25. Sexy years old. <laughs> uh, she's 69 in my brain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Doing a 69. Additional question. Okay. What you doing with time travel? Enter a cold war against alternate versions of yourself? That sounds dumb. Would you make bank off the stock market? 
fist, fix a past mistake, Captain America yourself? I'd opt for that one, even if the future is inherently a gamble when ta- talking time travel. See you, Trek boys. What makes you think you can choose? What if it's like all predetermined and you can't escape? No matter what you do is the way it turns out. What if it's that way? If what you, would you do with your life if you if, if you, you go into out? the future? Like the future's not written. No, the future is not. He's what is he talking about going in the? He's talking about going in the. Yeah, past, he, one of the choices is fix a past mistake. He said, like, screw the stock market, too, which yeah. like, would be... Uh, I don't think... I, I mean, I would do that a little bit. Just, I mean, have you... Okay, here's a good movie See, you should I would watch. have to go back in time and steal a sports almanac. That's what you would do, yeah. And then just become the richest man in all Hill Valley. Yeah, and then you can marry Marty's mom. <laughs> You're damn right I would. And get her some fake boobs. <laughs> She didn't need him. She didn't need she him. She didn't need him. Dude, Leia Thompson. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. You know she <laughs> fucked a duck. She did fuck a duck. <laughs> With his weird duck condom that he has. <sighs> How does that even work? Their penises are screwy. They're like corkscrews. Yeah, they're corkscrew. Uh... <laughs> what are you going to do with time travel? I don't know, man. I probably wouldn't do... I don't think I would fuck with shit. I, it would terrify me to come back and, like... Like, maybe we all time travel. We came back to this horrible reality. You know what I mean? Like... That's true. Somebody time traveled and fucked up time. Donald Trump is president? <laughs> oh, shit. You know what I would do? I would go so far into the future that human beings don't exist anymore and then destroy my fucking ship. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, future would be good... Unless it was bad. It's <laughs> right? a good point. Like, you bring up a good point. <laughs> like the future might be good unless it's terrible. So I don't know. Go in the past would be kind of okay. I mean, I don't know. The uh, past sucked. I don't want to go back there. Not not necessarily like too far back, and not necessarily America. I go back I mean, and see dinosaurs. That would. It would be like an alien planet. You wouldn't even know. You'd be like, yep. what is this place? You'd step Fuck out and just fucking choke to death on the noxious fumes in the dude, air. Crazy, dude. That's the thing. You have to worry about all this shit when you're time traveling. You don't have to worry in the movies. You jump out in the fucking Mesozoic area yeah. and you're like, hey, what's up? It's like when people are like on volcanoes in movies. It's like, that would kill you. You can't breathe yep. the air on a volcano. Your lungs, the air in your lungs would fucking ex- expand fucking and blow your lungs apart. Carbon monoxide. This is poison. Poison. <laughs> Just like that girl. Which one? That girl is poison. <laughs> you know, the one with the big butt and the smile. <laughs> All I know that that some girl named Becky said that some girl had a big butt. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, duh, Becky. That's the way we like it. Uh, In 2018. Phantom Thief Goofus finishes out his email by saying, See ya, Trek boys. You're gonna replicate that weight. (laughs) You're gonna carry that weight? You're gonna replicate that weight. (laughs) Is that a Beatles reference or a a Cowboy Bebop Beatles reference? It's all a Beatles reference at the end of the day. (laughs) That's true. We're all a Beatles reference. Uh, What's our next email, Sergeant Pepper? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hold your fucking horses, Billy Shears. Uh, <laughs> across the universe, they heard that one. I know about the Beatles. <laughs> Our next email is from Yakub, who says, What do you call floating area indicators that are on a voyage? Find the answer at the bottom. If you get it correctly at home, you win a slab of gold-pressed latinum courtesy of M-Class... P- no, you don't. A slab? I don't have a slab. There's no such thing as a slab. <laughs> I'm not. I don't keep my latinum in slabs. Uh, well, I invested my latinum in space moons. It's pretty good. Having a is moon, this a joke? owning a moon is definitely good. That would be awesome. Uh, will TNG episode Devils Do be included in the Most Evil collection? You mean the Satans? Uh, I really like how they played on beliefs of different cultures. It will also be an easy transition from courtrooms to devils. <laughs> it is Satan's. It's is Satan's that the, collection. That's like the one, right? The most evil? That's like the episode. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like the lady, the right? Who, yeah, think, yeah, yeah. who says she's an evil god? Yeah, I love this one. It's a good one. 
This is a great episode. Uh, yours measured, Yakub, and the answer to what do you call a floating area indicator that's on a voyage is a trek buoy. <laughs> that's actually really good. He's a genius. I really fucking laugh at that. That's really good. <laughs> we heard you. You made a half laugh. We heard you. I fucking I like that a lot. Good job. It is good. I'm I'm pretty proud of you for that one, Yaku. <laughs> uh, our next email is from Charles, In who charge. says, "Hey there, Josh and Jeff." Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, so I've been theorizing about Klingon anatomy, and I think I've found an answer Finally. to the question on everyone's mind. Finally, the hard-hitting questions. If we assume that the primary and redundant crank are spiraled together into a cone shape... Whoa, you are, like, taking some leaps of faith here. I see what he's talking about. It's like how they... <laughs> ah, yeah. It opens more possibilities. Both could be used and still have both act as a backup unit. I propose that if the redundant <laughs> peen, or ween, is lost, the primary peen will engorge itself with blood, filling the space of two... This also explains how interspecies sex is possible, since the number of required orifices remains constant. (laughs) I mean, you could just... I I don't know, man. Like, I know what you're saying. There's a dude who who posts on Reddit who has two dicks. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen that guy. Yeah, he has two dicks. They're just side by side. Yeah, there's... Yeah. That's how the Klingon dick works, right? I... I guess... I mean, I if it, it just seems like it would be very painful to have a spiraled peen, like a like a like, DNA helix of dick, if you will. Yeah, I feel like that wouldn't cut down on like the probability of one. Like, if they're spiraled together and something happens to one, then something's going to happen to both, right? Like, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they really, have two dicks. This is very important to the lore of Star Trek, Josh. Get on board with this two dick thing. <laughs> God. You know what? You know what, Jeff? You're right. And I think that I'm not on board with it because I'm scared, Jeff. You're afraid because scared. as a human being, you have one dick. And yeah. the Klingons are obviously going to emasculate humans exactly. with two dicks. I'm afraid of what it means for me as a one dick human. Like, how am I going to compete? When there's two dick alien species out there. Jeff, I just have dickonomic anxiety, all right? I can't help it. <laughs> I'm worried uh, about the dickonomics of, of my people. Uh, <laughs> uh, but enough about the Klingon hanglow. Let's get to a far better pitch it or ditch it. Oh, shit. Uh, TOS... Okay. Spock decides to show Kirk some information about the origins of Vulcan culture uh-huh. and plays historical tapes about Sorok. We follow him as he preaches peach... P- peach? Jeez. Yummy! I'm in! Pitch it! <laughs> we follow him as he preaches peace That's and introspection one. to the desert villages, culminating in a showdown with a violent warlord. Guest starring Bruce freaking Lee as Sorok... <laughs> Holy shit, Because man. he's Bruce freaking Lee, and he left Green Hornet in 1967. I mean, he would have to, like, do karate, or though, right? Or whatever. But yeah, he's when, obviously gonna, like, beat the shit out of this violent Every warlord. Every Bruce Lee fan is mad at me because I said karate. Whatever he did, it's I don't Jeet know. Kundo. Jeet Kundo, there it is. Uh, yeah, I would love that. I would love it if there was, like, a historical, like, throwback episode. That would be great. I would love it if, yeah, just learning more about Surak and, yeah. like, how he converted an entire planet to his teachings yeah, would be super you interesting. Nu- you got some nuclear war in there. And also, uh, Bruce Lee dressed as a Vulcan sounds fucking awesome, so I'm Anything aboard. with Bruce Lee, uh, yeah, man. So, I uh, hope you guys are having fun, Charles. That was great. That's a good one. Yeah, thanks for that email. That was that was a fun email, everybody. <laughs> this is gonna be a short episode. It's all right. There's only seven. I told them on the stream. I said you better send emails, and then you didn't. Way to go, guys. Next time, more emails. Our next email is from Rich. Okay. Who says I hope this message finds you well, Trek boys. <laughs> 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 
Jones. A short one for me today, since I had two red last week and don't want to be greedy. Oh, uh, look at this. We needed the long one. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rich. He's always, like, mentioning how he's writing two long emails and he's sorry. Why? Uh, because I can't read them all. But that's the thing. Like, if you write a really long email, I'll edit it for you. Like, I'll yeah, read the whole thing, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, short one for me today, okay. Is there a character in the Trekverse that you feel has an unjustified reputation? For example, Steve Shives did a great video essay on why Reg Barkley is one of the most heroic characters in Trek. I know uh-huh. Jeff has said in the past that the general perception of Kirk being a womanizing meathead piece- pisses him off, but are there others who are overlooked yeah. or aren't fully appreciated? I think that Reg thing is... is uh. Is great. And I, I've also I've thought about that myself, like when watching a Reg episode, how every day that guy's life must be terrifying. It's like agonizing for him. Like he yeah. has crippling social anxiety. He has social anxiety and every bit of technology that isn't the holodeck scares the shit out of him. Yeah. And that's all that that ship is, is floating technology that scares him. So like Barkley gets an unfair reputation because like there's a lot of um there's a lot of easy pass to compare him to like incels and that type of person today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people take that easy road because of his first episode. Right. But you don't understand that this is a severely broken man. Yeah, he's very damaged. Like, and like he's he lives in a time and place that absolutely does not understand his problems. Right. And he's still capable enough that he made it to the flagship of the Federation. Right, he worked hard to get there. But he's terrified of the situation he's in. Of course what he does on the holodeck is wrong. Sure. But his willingness to for, like work past that, even though he has crippling anxiety about it, shows him as a really great character that's like deserving of our admiration. Yeah, his story kind of is wrapped up nicely in Voyager. Because oh, yeah. he shows up in Voyager, and uh, he plays a massive part in Voyager. Actually, yeah, he he's a big deal in Voyager. So like, I I don't know. I love I love Reg. Um, I do too. Is there anybody else who? <sighs> well, he has a choice actually. Oh, he does. Yeah, my own personal choice is Riker. I don't think he gets the recognition he deserves. I personally think he'd be the best Trek captain. All the best qualities of Picard and Kirk: diplomatic, mm. personable. Tactically sound, a great leader, all that, and Ambo Jitsu too. <laughs> Ambo Jitsu—that's what Bruce Lee did. Ambo That's Jitsu. the real one he did. He, he made yeah. that for the show, and he decided yeah. it was too special, so he never used it again. I love Riker. I, I, do I mean, too. I, I also think he would be a great captain. I don't. I don't think he even needs to. I mean, this is like the ongoing thing with him. I don't think he gets a lot from Picard. I think he's his own guy already. That's true. Like, uh, like Picard teaches him along with everyone else, I think. Because yeah, when he starts yeah. out in the series, he's like this cocksure, overconfident guy who, who right. all he really cares about is like climbing the ladder to become right. a captain. And throughout the series, he learns that that's not what's important for a yeah. Federation officer. Yeah, and he learns it fairly quickly. By like season three, he's learned that lesson deeply. I would follow that man into hell. Oh, that's, hell yeah. He's, he's great. And he gets, like, the same shit Kirk gets. Like, yeah, where people does. call him, like, a womanizing meathead. Right. When really, like, every time there's a situation that has any sort of injustice towards anyone, he's always on the side immediately that's like, this is yeah. wrong, and it needs to right. stop. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love Riker. Uh, uh, everybody else is... Uh, maybe Worf, because they keep saying he has two dicks, maybe? Mm. Well, he does. But... Does he? Are they a conical spiral? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's got he's got a hemi peen. They're like they're he's like, got a hemi like a Dodge engine. Yeah, wow. it's in his penis. Like a four twenty six. No, That's crazy. You know, like a bident, like a trident with two parts at the end. Like a it's bident. a bident. Yeah, his dick is a bident. Oh wow! <laughs> Who knew, right? <laughs> I mean, nobody until recently. Yeah, we all learned it in the seminal production discovery. Seminal? <laughs> Fucking, uh... It's, it's tough because Riker's a really good choice. Barkley's a really good choice. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody who's, like, 
like better than they are. Uh, a lot of people like straight up hate Tom Paris's guts. Yeah, and I don't really get that. Like he's I don't he's hate lame, him but I don't hate him. <laughs> yeah, he's annoying though too. But like he's not like he's not the worst. That's true. That's just that's what that says a lot about that show though. I think. Yes, it does. Where you're like I could I could deal with Tom oh, Paris. Oh, uh, Bashir. Yes, Bashir is like, amazing. Bashir, Bashir gets a lot of shit. Like, yeah. uh, there's a podcast that I follow that like they hate <laughs> his guts. That's crazy. And like, what are they watching? He starts out fairly annoying, but that's purposeful. Yeah, he's he's, a kid. He grows and learns like in leaps and bounds throughout that series. I get it, he's like 22. Well, like, he's med school, so he's like 25. Yeah, but right? he's been in school his entire life at that point. Yeah, he's a he's a giant nerd, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> and he and, is. He's like a he's like a nerd. And he grows so much as a character. Like Deep Space Nine is a series of people growing. Like, more so than the any of the others, I think. Yeah. People change dramatically over the course of Deep Space Nine. You have got to watch Battlestar Galactica, dude. On Deep Space Nine, characters that start out as one-note jokes, like Nog and Rom, become yes. such fully fleshed-out characters. great. The and Bashir is, is no different. He starts out as a joke... Not like a joke, but like a character that, like is placed in because he's completely naive of the situation he's yeah, in. Yeah, he's he's like a yeah, he's he's not he's not used to what it's like out here, yeah, right? He's a kid who's completely over his head. Yeah. And he's a little annoying for that, and that's purposeful, but yeah, he hits on someone, Dax a little too much. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. But someone like uh, Wesley never changes or gets any better. Yeah, he's he's always golden boy. He's always good, right? But Bashir goes through trials and fucking tribulations. Yeah, he goes down to planets and helps save them from plague, and he can't do it. It's dude, it's crazy. I I love the character of Bashir. I love so him too. He's great. I think that's that's a big one. That's a I'll great tell you answer. what. I was talking about this earlier with my wife, uh, Doctor Crusher, Beverly Crusher. Yeah, like it's interesting to me that if you uh, hear anybody complain about any characters from TNG, it's all the female characters. Yeah. I mean, that's like a holdover from accepted 90s sexism, I think. Yeah, where, yeah. Yes, but I agree. Uh, Crusher gets it a lot, and it's like people's main reason they'll tell you is, oh, she's always like like refusing Picard's order. She's always like questioning him. And I'm but like, that's what, like, that's what the doctor does. That's the doctors do that. They're, like, they're the ones who are allowed and responsible yeah. for that type of thing. Like, like, how come you don't hate Bones then? Yeah, they should hate. They should hate bones. Definitely, they should hate like flocks. Flocks has yeah. a few of those moments where like, he's like, "I'm not doing that." Bones spends <laughs> the entirety of TOS questioning Jim Kirk's orders. Yeah, but he has a penis. You know why? So it's okay, because his wife took his bones. Oh, it took everything but my took bones. Everything but my bones. Jesus Christ! It's good writing. It's in general, I think good writing. Yeah, the sentence itself is very good. Um, when are we gonna get some Rumpelstiltskin up in this bitch? Oh, fucking finally! Two Satan's references, we're doing it. We are doing it, it's the next one. We're doing Satan's. Satan's! Uh, signed Simple Taylor and Proud Patron, Rich. Oh, I love Garrick. <laughs> P.S. Pimp the likes and subscribes and Patreon a bit more. You guys deserve a bit more recognition. Here's the oh, thing. Yeah. Our, okay. Rich also left a comment on one of our episodes saying that we should end by saying please like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, I personally don't think that ever makes anyone do that. Yeah, I don't know if it does, and I have experience in this, and I feel like I should know if it does or not. At one point, it, it did. Maybe Rich knows though. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying like maybe he yeah, does. Yeah, maybe know. he actually I, does. Like I, I, I don't I, know. I find that kind of annoying. Yeah, maybe we could do it in like a fun way. Maybe a little bit. Um, 
Maybe we. I, I am going to pimp the Patreon at every opportunity I can. Oh, hell yeah. If you love M-Class Podcast and you want to do the best thing you can possibly do as a listener and fan, then you can head on over to patreon.com slash M-Class Podcast. Not only will you be helping out your favorite creators, you'll also be gaining access to three new podcasts that you wouldn't be able to listen to if you weren't a fan That's who had crazy. money. That's a crazy amount of podcasts. That's a lot of extra shit for free. It's crazy how awesome we are. Yeah, it's weird how like we're the best. It is a little weird, but I've always been this way, and I'm sure you have too. It's so true. Whatever. I, my doctor, when I was born, did say, wow, this baby is the best. My doctor said, holy shit, I can't believe this baby only has one penis because he acts like he has two. It was weird because when I was born, my doctor went, wow, he has an adult-sized penis. <laughs> so that was strange. It must have been strange for your mom, too. Shut up, Josh. And your your adult-sized penis was in your mom's <laughs> I guess that's true of everyone, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I, think that's what, I think that's what Freud was talking about, right? I mean, that's kind of like the thing. Freud's full of shit. He loved cocaine. At he one loved, point, he, he believed loved cigars and yeah, penises. He, <laughs> he thought everybody so, really loved penises. Sometimes a penis is just a penis. That's how he talked. Was it? I went back in time and I talked to him and he said, "Sometimes <laughs> a penis is just a penis." A why does he? Weird. Why does he sound like one of the teachers from Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> wow. I'm pulling Beavis. from the I'm pulling from the deep web here, buddy. Like the darkest parts of my memory. Let's watch Liquid Television. I loved Liquid Television. It, it was good. Liquid Television was dope. So good. Um, unfortunately, we've we have reached the end of our what? emails. We had seven. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? We usually have more, but not this time, fuckers. <laughs> I usually have to like edit down. We usually get like a lot more than we need. Yeah. Sometimes we cut. Yeah. Well. It's just all right. It's, it was a holiday, so that's probably why. It's, uh, people don't love us anymore. It's fine. They're all at the beach doing beach crap. You can email at the beach. <laughs> what? No, you can't. You find a hermit crab, you've got a fucking cell phone in there. <laughs> that's true. Everybody's got a cell phone these days. <laughs> oh my god, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst joke I've ever made. Why did you laugh at that? <laughs> <laughs> Because it was actually still pretty funny. Uh, I'm glad somebody out there finds me funny, and they just happen to be on the podcast I'm on. <laughs> hey, you found a good one, man. Guess I won't get fired this week. No, not this time. But we'll see about next week. Oh, no, that Patreon money keeps going up. The chances of me getting fired are increasing. It's true. I should put a counter on the Patreon that, like, <laughs> is right beside the money counter. Dude, that we says- should do that. <laughs> This is like probability of Josh being fired. It's and like it just the Tuesday clock. It's like the nuclear clock. It's like hitting twelve almost every time. Oh my god! Shit! Uh, you can't do that. They don't have an option for that. That'd be so fucking funny, though. Holy shit! Um, you know what? I would like to thank everybody who wrote in today. Me too. Uh, I would thank you more if you were a patron. You could head on over to mclass or uh, patreon.com slash mclasspodcast if you'd like to be yeah. thanked more. I'll uh, tell you what else you could do, though, with the podcast. Not not so much like, comment, and subscribe, but just, you know, if you like it, just show somebody it. Listen to it with somebody. That would definitely help. Our, yeah. uh, our listener base is, uh, isn't big, but you're all very Amazing. cool. Yes. And you're all very, like, uh, pumped up about M-Class. It's like quality yeah. over quantity. Yeah. Uh, but I want some quantity. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Uh, just... I thought you had a lot of quantity. That's what your doctor told me. I <laughs> got a lot of quality, too. You, you got know? a lot of quality and quantity. Um, tell your friends for real. Your, like, this isn't a joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can play a drinking game out of this show. There's tons of shit you can drink out of. Every time we mention J.J. Abrams. Every time we talk about two dicks. Oh, God. Liver failure is dead. absolutely going to happen. Every time we say Trek Boys. Every time we say John Larroquette Fact of the Day. How tons interesting. Oh. How inebriated. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love you, John Larroquette. Wherever, Wherever you are. Wherever you are, you are tonight, John Larroquette. It's probably like deep inside some whore. Oh yeah. Oh my god. How interesting. <laughs> Look, uh, I'd like to thank everybody who wrote in. If you would like to have your email read on the air by the two handsomest motherfuckers in the game, you That's can send right. that bitch in to mclassemail at gmail.com. Yeah. Singular. No S. No S. Except the well, two that are in it. Oh my god. Now now I'm confused. <laughs> Josh has never opened that email account, so he I doesn't I don't know. look at it. I'm sorry. I could literally make up emails and just people, read them, and he'd never know. With, dude, people who I work with will tell you I'd never look at They hate me for it. They really do. But dude, I'll fucking like, write an I, email in myself that's like, Dear Jeff and no one else, I love you. You are the best. <laughs> I wouldn't care. I wouldn't even care. I would be like, yeah, it's a good email. He's right. <laughs> that's what I would say. Uh, I would never do that. I don't like myself that much. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. If you would like to buy some shirts, find a link to the Patreon, or see what episodes we've already watched so you could stop telling us to watch them, <laughs> you can head on over to mclasspodcast.wordpress.com. Yeah. Where all the best information on your Trek boys are at. Shit, yeah. You got anything to say, Josh? I love you. Thank you. Uh, I'm talking to everyone and you, Jeff. So I, I love you and everyone as well. Thanks for being here. Also, you and everybody. Uh, Josh, you never just talk to me anymore. What's up with that? <laughs> I can't. I feel like they're watching me all the time. There's always eyes. Did you ever get the feeling that you're being watched? <laughs> uh I'd like to thank everybody who just listens. If you didn't send an email in, uh, if you're not a patron, whatever, just thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week with some more M-Class. Okay. Uh, <laughs> bye, I'm done. Bye. Like, comment, subscribe. Bye. Bye. <laughs>